This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here comes the 1-1. This one's clubbed to left field. Going back on it, Brad Miller. He's on the warning track. He looks up, and it's gone. Miles Straw's second home run of the spring. He hit one in Lakeland a couple of days ago, and Straw popped one to left field and makes it a 3-2 ball game. How about what we're seeing from Miles Straw? The big knock on him has always been not a whole lot of power, doesn't pull a lot of balls, but we've seen him pull two home runs in the last three days. And that's lined in the center field, racing to his left, diving. He can't get it. It's Thomas, and it rolls all the way to the wall. Watch Miles Straw run. He's around second base. He is on his way to third. He's getting the windmill from Gary Pettis. Here comes a throw to the plate by DeYoung. Not even close. It's an inside-the-park home run for Miles Straw. Seven to four Cardinals. I think Miles Straw would prefer the way he hit his last homer <laughs> over the wall that time. He's up and buffing. Going back to the dugout, man, he can fly around the bases. As soon as it got by Lane Thomas in center field, you knew he was going to be sent by Gary Pettis. So two home runs for Straw, one over the fence, one inside the park. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. Joined by Justin Verlander getting the ball on opening day. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with Lance McCuller. Tons of interviews. Robert Ford joined by Michael Brantley. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa returning to the lineup today. Highlights. That is lined in the right field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. High and deep, and it's gone. A grand slam. Follow your favorite team. Looking out. See you later. Astros headed back to the World Series. All season long. A Bob Z at home plate. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Park. <laughs> For the H. They never said it would be easy. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Greetings from 15 Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros take on the Washington Nationals in Grapefruit League action. Split squad day for the Astros yesterday. They beat the Mets 4-2 in Port St. Lucie, lost to the Cardinals 7-5 here in West Palm Beach. Austin Pruitt threw three scoreless innings in the start against the Mets. Miles Straw, two home runs in the game against the Cardinals. Astros 2-3 on the spring. The Nationals are also 2-3. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Christian Javier getting the ball for the Astros. He pitched in the game that opened the spring that wound up getting rained out after two innings on Saturday. But before the rains came, Javier was extremely impressive against the Nationals. He was. What I think I'm most impressed so far first week of spring training is just the young pitchers and how they've held up and how they've looked. And of course, Christian Javier top of the list he was the minor league pitcher of the year for the Astros a year ago so not surprising that he goes out there and pitches well and it's kind of funny the comments he was talking about he was 
really nervous during the course of that game. One thing that we were talking about is how much poise it looked like he had. So he did a very nice job. Max Scherzer opposed Javier in that game on Saturday, and he's pitching in this game as well. And, you know, that's there's always a, a heightened level of attention whenever you're facing a guy like Max Scherzer, even in spring training. There is, you know, and there has to be or else you're going to get embarrassed. And nobody wants to be embarrassed. I don't care what time of year it is. But Scherzer can really make you raise your level in your concentration because he's one of the game's best. Uh, he's going to go out there and be intense, even though it's his, just his second start of the spring. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. And, you know, one guy I'm looking forward to seeing more of who's in the lineup today is shortstop Jeremy Pena. We've seen him so far. Uh, he's, he's gotten he's made some plays. We've seen him hit some balls hard, but just want to see more of him because we've heard so much about what Pena can, can bring to the table. Well, coming out of college, out of the, the University of Maine, everybody was talking, all right, here is the best defensive shortstop in all of college baseball, the Astros. Uh, we're able to draft him, and, and then when you watch him offensively, you're saying, you know what? He's got a, a really good chance to be a really good offensive player because of the bat speed, the balance, the pitch selection, and all those things. So I'm with you. I, I can't wait to watch him more and more because I think he's going to be a really good Major League shortstop. Astros getting set to take on the Nationals in West Palm Beach. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros outfielder Chaz McCormick. But now this from your local station. Minute Maid Park. Fans loving it. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Lock in the best seats with exclusive benefits with 2020 season tickets. This one's hammered to left field. That is a no doubt about it home run. That's hit well and deep to left field. Looking up. See you later. Visit Astros.com slash season tickets, and we'll see you at Minute Maid Park. Steve Sparks here with Chaz McCormick. Chaz with the big grand slam. Uh, that had to be one of the best feelings you've ever had as a baseball player, Chaz. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, it, it was even cooler because my uh, my mom and dad were there. Um, and it was also cool because I was down 0-2 and he was throwing 96. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I took the first pitch just to look at it, um, just to see what, what it was like. And then second pitch, I was late, fouled one back to the right side, and then I I knew I had to uh, shorten up a little bit on yeah. the 0-2 count, and uh, it was kind of like, it was like kind of right a little bit up and away, but mm -hmm. um, I just did a good job shortening up, honestly, and I put a, put uh, the bat on the ball and uh, hit it out. Isn't it funny, the, the power you maintain when you, when you shorten up and just have a little yeah. short stroke? Yeah, exactly. It, I was thinking about that, that, that at bat because mm. the, it was 0-1, and the one I fouled back to the right side, I took a big swing on it. You know, mm. I, I did, you know I, and it felt good, but I was just late. Um, yeah. So then 0-2 is almost like, oh, let's let's just stay be short to the ball, be on time, yeah. you know, you know, quick load, and then just kind of like maybe use my hands, I guess, and uh, you just yeah. just as much power, you know. Tell me about your uh, professional career so far. How's it gone? When were you drafted, and where you've been so far? Yeah. Um, so I went to Millersville University in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Is that the Marauders? The Marauders. Yeah. yeah. Um, from 2013 to th 2017. So I graduated in 17, and then two weeks after I graduated, um, I got drafted mm. um, in the 21st round, senior sign. Um, so then. That year, I went to... No negotiating power? <laughs> Zero. Um, then I went to Greenville, um, Greenville, Tennessee. That yeah. program is discontinued now. Right. Um, it was the rookie ball level. Um, I was there for two weeks, went 15 for 30. Wow. Yeah, so I was smacking the ball around. Yeah. Um, and then I got called up to high A. That's kind of where I met the guys like Straw, Tantaloo, yeah. um, Ren, 
Um, most of the guys that got drafted, I, I guess, in 16, right. was there for four games, um, wasn't really ready. Uh-huh. Uh, then I w- then back went back to Quad, went down to Quad City, um, struggled there a little bit. Uh-huh. Wasn't really used to that low A pitching, but then I got adjusted, and then um, what, what were what weren't you used to? Uh, I velocity. Yeah, I wasn't used to the velocity, and you know, rookie ball, I was. It was like 92, but just like fastballs every pitch down the middle, uh-huh. um, and that's why I was hitting well. But you get to low A, they start to um, move, it around. move around, not throw it right down middle, middle. Um, and, they, you know, they had some curveballs. And rookie ball, there was just fastball, fastball. Yeah. Low A, it was actually starting to mix in pitches. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I started off um, – I kind of struggled in Quad City. But then at the end of the year, I actually started getting really hot, started okay. getting adjusted to the pitching. That's um, a nice way to go to the offseason. Exactly. Yeah. And so I kind of carried that momentum going into, uh, going into a high A the next year in 2018, I believive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started, off at, I started off well in high A. Uh, I was hitting like three – 315 in like you know 100 at bats or something um and then it was my first you know long uh full season it was my first full season and i actually went on a slump uh so i was like over 25 or something so i was losing it yeah and but it was my first full season i remember my brother saying hey it's your first full season like everyone goes through these little things these little like stumps sure um so then I was like, because I was freaking out a little bit. I was like hitting the panic button, but I wasn't used to it. So then, that's what the minor leagues are for, though, Chaz, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, so after the over twenty five little slump, I kind of got you know started doing a little more prep work in the cage. You know, starting to figure, figure some things out. I was I was late. Yeah, get a routine. I was I was just, I noticed I was late in that over twenty five. I was like popping everything, okay. letting the ball get too deep. Um, so I started you know getting the get my bat head out front in cage work. Um, mm-hmm. So then I started hit going back to normal starting to hit well you know driving the ball um brought because my average went down to 270 or 260 and i brought it back up to 280 and then when i i went on that little tear again and that's when i got caught up to double a halfway through um my high high a and that's a big jump that's a big jump yeah yeah that's that pitching is even harder and um defense gets better right Every, it seems sure. like defense shrinks. Uh, the field the shrinks. Infield, middle infield. Exactly, right. exactly. That's what I've noticed about tri- double A and triple A. The defense and just um, mm. situational thinking, I guess. Speed of the game. Yeah, speed of the game. It just. Yep. And your job, personally or individually, is to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what helps the most. Uh, but I went to double A. We had a great hitting coach, Schnitt, yep. um, which is a big league hitting coach right now. Yep. He he knows everything. He put me on the right path. I hit 280 for you know the second half of the season in 2018 in Double A, so I was hitting well, um, pretty well in Double A, and I was happy about that. That was a big jump for me. So I carried that momentum into 2019. Um, started off in Double A, you know, felt comfortable. Loved playing in Corpus Christi. Sure, like beautiful. it was a beautiful field. Yeah, yep. um, traveling eh, on the bus for 13 hours. I don't, didn't really enjoy right. that, but that's what you got to go through. Yep. <laughs> um, and hit well, you know. I was hitting 280 first, you know, 50 games in Double A. Uh, didn't have much um, home runs or doubles, but my OPS was uh, pretty high because I walked like 50 times. Wow. I was, yeah, like I had 50 walks. I think that first half in 2019 in Double A. Um, so you know, I was playing good defense too, hitting well for average. So got bumped up. Same time last, same time 2018. So it was like June 10th. Yeah. Um, and it's it's right when Alvarez gets bump, bumps up. You know. When Alvarez went yeah. up to Triple yeah. um, A, that's when I get a Double A. And then when 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 Alvarez got called to the big leagues when I was in Double A, I get to call a Triple A. There you go. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so 
then I get went to Triple uh, A my second half in 2019. Um, struggled mm-hmm. <laughs> struggled uh that was tough tough transition yeah um, facing some 30 year olds by yeah then, exactly right? and they're just out thinking you they yeah. know how to get you out even though the maybe the velo or the um play on your anxiety exactly yeah. yeah they'll they'll make you swing at pitches you do not want to swing at mm-hmm. um struggled in triple a in the beginning but then i kind of slowly slowly got adjusted again um I just, I just knew I had to calm down, like you know, like pick out pitches you wanted because they're gonna, all these pitches are gonna try the to same get you stuff. Out. Same stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just had to make adjustments, and then towards the end of um, the year in 2019, I started to hit well. I got my average up to 270 because I was hitting like 220, 230. Yeah. Um, hit, you know, uh, I think I had like 12 home runs or 13 home runs, wow. which was nice, yeah, because yeah. I had three in double A that. You're not first that big, out. man. Where's the power coming from? Uh, just lag. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've always been um, I've considered myself being pretty athletic, you know, yeah. and I've had I've had great hand eye coordination, yeah. so I think uh, just that kind of helps me out. Yeah, get, get to the ball. Um, but yeah, so and now I I finished pretty well in Triple A at the end of the year, especially in playoffs. So now I'm just doing the same thing, trying to bring momentum yeah. to the, for the 2020 season. And Chaz McCormick, now you're knocking at the door. Now, yeah, now I'm knocking at the door, hitting grand slams in big league games. I'm just kidding. But. Well, I'm glad your uh, parents got to witness that. I mean, it was a big moment for us. We, we enjoy seeing guys come in there and making yeah. a big impression. So congratulations. Keep it up, man. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cardinals lead the Astros 7-4, top of the seventh inning. New pitcher for Houston, Brett Adcock. He's always had a good breaking ball, so... Anytime you have a lefty that can spin it a little bit, you got a chance to do something with him, whether it's a starter or a reliever. And he'll face Lane Thomas leading things off for the Cardinals, who has a two-run homer. He's one for three, and we're pleased to be joined by Chandler Rome of the Houston Chronicle, beat writer for the Astros, who got a chance to peruse in the clubhouse just now. Jose Urquidy down there, Forrest Whitley, and the likes. First pitch in there for Adcock. Who do you want to start with? Did you let's, talk to Urquidy? Let's start with Urquidy since he started the game. Um, I think if you've looked at Urquidy this spring, you, you've seen that he's lost a little bit of weight. He's lost a little bit of the fat. He's lost a little bit of fat, and he's put a little bit of muscle on. He said he's feeling great. He said physically his body feels great and the way he's adjusted to that. He is doing, however, he's starting a uh, – he talked about this offseason. He wanted to work. 0-2 pitch is driven to center field. Back on it is De La Cruz, and he makes the catch at the warning track in right center field. That was impressive. That was a great running catch in right center field by Brian De La Cruz. So this offseason, uh, the, uh, the program with Urquidy? Right. So so he when he came up to the big leagues last year, they noticed that he was throwing his slider from a different release point where he oh, threw yeah. everything else. Yeah. His slider, was he, he threw it a little bit wider than his, his four-seamer, which is up near his ear. So he said today that's how he lost a little bit of his command. He was trying to make sure that he threw everything from the same release point, got a little bit loose with some of his pitches. Okay. And how did he feel with it today? He said he said the off-speed stuff. He said he threw a couple. He said he threw one curveball, threw some change-ups, threw some sliders, and he said those felt those felt fine. Um, did lose a little bit of command in the second inning, but um, said he can solve that. Chopper to the right side, two hopper to the second baseman. Sierra throws out Jose Godoy, who just pinch hit. So there's two out. That brings up something. That explains something that I saw when Arkady. I watched Arkady throw a bullpen. Uh, I guess it was three days ago, and I saw him. Uh, after every breaking ball he threw, he was going back and looking at the iPad. So that was obviously what he was looking at was the release point on the slide. And he was late talking to us today because he was looking at the video. He was in the back of the Astros clubhouse looking at the video, making sure that his release point was, was where he wanted it to be. 
First pitch breaking ball from Adcock misses to Justin Williams. Two outs, nobody on. Adcock pumping strikes and the pitch. It's fouled back. Okay, tell us, you talked to Forrest Whitley as well? Yeah, so, so Forrest Whitley kind of joked. Um, he's working on something else. He said he feels like he's working on a million different things this camp. This, okay. this guy's delivery has been retooled and relooked at and kind of scrupulously analyzed for the last year or so. Um, Brent Strom told him to go back to doing something he did in high school with his arm swing. Kind of Brent Strom wanted him to... Um, go back to what felt more natural, what was simpler. And even though it was, you know, five years ago that Forrest Whitley was in high school, even though it was five years ago that Forrest Whitley was in high school, he still, that's how natural he feels. And he said when he lost command in his second inning of work was when he went to the stretch. He didn't know how to implement what Brent Strom had told him from the stretch. He had no problem doing it in the windup. Mm. One-two pitch to Williams is fouled away. So I guess that's the next step for Whitley is to try and figure out how to do the same or something similar in the, out of the stretch. He's just got to find a, a delivery and some mechanics that work for him because, yeah. again, he was shipped to West Palm Beach this, seat, this this during his minor league season to retool his whole delivery, and he's working on about ten different things to try to get it right. One-two pitch from Adcock is a ground ball over to the second baseman, Sierra. He's got it and throws out Justin Williams for the third out of the inning. One, two, three for Brett Adcock there. Chandler, you got time to stay for a little bit more? Why not? Uh, bottom of the seventh inning at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Cardinals lead 7-4. New pitcher Jesus Cruz, right-hander for St. Louis and staying in the ballgame, catching Jose Godoy. And we're talking with Chandler Rome with the Houston Chronicle, beat writer for the Astros, who got a chance to go in the clubhouse after some of the regulars came out, including Bregman. Uh, Miles Strong, Altuve, Alvarez started this game, Correa, Gurriel, those guys. Did you get a chance to talk to any of them? Talk to Bregman. Um, he said he's fine after his hit by pitch. I know Twitter and the entire world will be curious that Alex Bregman got hit by a pitch. 3-2. Breaking ball, and that hits Bregman in the back, right at the number two on his jersey. That was a breaking ball. Yep, slider, 3-2. So Bregman will head to first base. I'm sure there will be something mentioned on a, a ticker of a sports program tonight saying that Bregman got hit with, with by a pitch. They won't tell you it was a breaking ball, though, which <laughs> it usually means no intent. Um, but it was a splitter that he said got away, hit him in the back. He said he's fine. Right. Um, he, he did reveal that this is probably the best he's felt in camp at the plate this early. So I guess that's got to be an encouraging sign. Um, that, that he feels this good this early. First pitch to De La Cruz, and he rips one, almost takes the head off the pitcher for a liner to center field, a single for De La Cruz. And that's the way we begin things here in the seventh inning. That was, that was a loud. shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I know Bregman, you know, and Steve and I were talking about on the air earlier about how much thinner, slimmer he is. Does he attribute that? to his the way he feels at the plate right now probably I, I he didn't bring it up outright today but he did okay. say he did say when he reported to camp that, that he came in lighter for that reason he wanted to get off to a quicker start because even in these last two years where he's been so good he hasn't started off great right um the start to and his he's season, always finished the season around 195 right. but that was after he lost 20 pounds right and i mean the season will do that to you so and it was the same thing george springer did last year george springer came in um, had lost about 15 pounds in the offseason because he wanted to play at his playoff weight because mm. we know how good Springer is in the playoffs. Miguel Angel Sierra goes the other way with a line drive single, puts runners on first and second here in the bottom of the seventh inning, and now the potential tying run comes to the plate in Luis Santana. So a couple of hard singles by the Astros greeting Jesus Cruz rudely. 
You know, you mentioned the the hit by pitch of Bregman, and uh, you know that's going to be something that's going to be scrutinized throughout. Whenever an Astro gets hit by a pitch, people are going to be wondering about intent and, and things of that nature. Yeah, and it and it, it some of it is some of it's laughable. Some of it's just yeah. not responsible on the way that we're you know conveying some of this stuff. Like Jose Altuve got hit by a pitch in Lakeland on Monday, mm-hmm. and it was by a minor leaguer who let a breaking ball get away and it hit Jose Altuve in the foot. Mm-hmm. I think we're all in this booth smart enough to know what an intentional hit by pitch is. And if you're going to hit somebody intentionally, you're not going to hit them with a breaking ball. What's wrong What's wrong with you, Riders? I know. Right? <laughs> Swing and a miss by Santana. It's nothing in two. Um, here's a, a question that I, that I want to kind of address at some point during the season. So we're almost anticipating more hit by bat by pitch uh, on the Astros hitters this year. That may or may not happen. I'm not sure. Pitching has popped up behind home plate, going back on it, Godoy. He flips off the mask, makes the catch as he drifts along with that baseball, makes the catch stumbling, and there's one away. With that being said, there's going to be a responsibility of of their teammates to protect them. Mm And that's going to be a conversation at some point. The, and I said this, I did a radio interview this morning, and I said this, they have to go in with, to this with a plan. As weird as it sounds, like, everybody's got to have a plan here. The first guy that gets intentionally hit, they've got to, they've got to decide, do we want to just drop the bat and walk to first base? Do we want to glare out to the mound? Do we want to start something? And that's, I guess it's going to be an individualized approach, but the pitcher's going to have to have a plan, too, because... Um, no matter what the baseball world thinks of the Astros, um, within their clubhouse, they still love each other. And right. They still want to stick up for each other. And so the, the pitchers are going to have to be careful as well because every time the Astros play a game, that umpire and crew is going to be on higher alert than any other game. Yep. There will be warnings beforehand. I'm, I'm surprised you're keeping it together with Michael Papirski at the plate. <laughs> I'm sure Alex Bregman is tuned into this at bat. Former LSU Tiger, and he hits one to the second baseman, a little looper. And it's caught by the second baseman, Miller, for the second out of the inning. Got jammed, Papirski. Pap, actually, uh, I was talking to him the other day. He comes over um, to the major league side to catch bullpens and to catch side sessions. He said he hit with Bregman all summer. Um, That's been the one thing that, or all winter, excuse me. Uh That's the one thing with Pap that's really kind of, held him down in the lower levels of the Astros minor leagues, even in college and all through his career. He's been heralded as a fantastic defensive catcher, uh-huh. um, but, but he's got to be able to hit. And you, you don't expect catchers to, to, to knock the cover off the ball, but you got to be serviceable at the plate. And Papierski said he, he, he really, really got in with Bregman and Jason Columbus, Bregman's hitting coach this offseason, and they really feel like they, they solved some stuff. He used to be a switch hitter. Um, in college, I just think, bat left-handed. Now. I, I think he just bats left-handed now. I could be wrong, um, but he he's, he was flipping between switch hitting and just hitting lefty. But uh, if he can figure some stuff out, that, that that's a position as you guys know that the Astros really need some some depth at the upper minor leagues, and Pap can probably be a guy that can provide that. There Absolutely. Degotti's the batter now. Alex Degotti, the shortstop, batting for the first time. Runners on first and second. Astros trail by three here in the bottom of the seventh. It's seven to four. As Jesus Cruz comes set, checks the runner. A couple of glances backwards. Here's the pitch. This pitch is driven to right center field. Playable Justin Williams lopes across and makes the catch over his head for the third out of the inning. So Chandler Rome, thanks for coming on. Uh, Give us a little insight from the clubhouse as usual. Houston is the city we love. A city of heart, resolve, determination. A city we embody as we suit up 
step on the field each day. We play for the H on our caps, for the legacy we will build together. We play for our city, our home, for the H. 